Thank you so much uh, for joining us here at uh, the uh, Pavilion, South African Pavilion. It's at the Conference of Parties, it's the uh, United Nations uh, Conference on Climate Change. My name is Tarimunjezi. Thank you so much for joining us. We are coming to you live from uh, Sham El Sheikh in Egypt. That's where COP27 is uh, currently happening. Well, we've been focusing on South Africa's interests. I'm quite happy to uh, be joined here by Kelio Shibambushi. is uh, one of the young South Africans who are participating in this uh, important uh, uh, conference. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's, it's really good to, to, to be on this platform and I hope the conversation could be very fulfilling and also the listeners could also learn a lot from my experience as a young delegate at this year's conference. Yeah. I mean, just introduce yourself, give us a, a background why you're here. Uh, so, my name is Gulia Shubambu, and I am the project lead of the South African Youth Climate Action Plan. Uh, this action plan is the first of its kind to be drafted, and um, consult, we consulted young people. So, it, it's, it's definitely a youth climate action plan. Um, it is housed at the Youth at Sire. Um, and this comes shortly right after we drafted um, the City of Johannesburg Climate Action Plan. So we asked for the City of Joburg when they were busy with their Climate Action Plan and we said, hey guys, I think we would actually like to consult or be a part of this. And they were like, you know what, um, have a chapter on your own. So we, we drafted our own um, chapter. And in that chapter, we basically were writing about the, 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 the city of Joburg we envision as young people, how green we want it to be. And I mean, at first it was met with all sorts of ideas such as electrical you know, vehicles, green transportation, um, but for the first time, we saw young people engaging in policy work. Um, and we saw the stories of young people becoming policy in the city of Joburg. And, and we moved straight after that to the South African Youth Climate Action Plan, where we had over 200 young people from all walks of life, from everywhere in South Africa, contributing um, to, 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 to that very important action plan. And today it informs a lot of policies and a lot of statements that we write ourselves as young people. Uh, and a recent statement we wrote, to it's a youth um, statement and that we delivered to the DFFE and the Presidential Climate Commission when they called a, a national stakeholder meeting ahead of COP. We said, you know what, as young people we have so much to say about COP27 and this is our youth statement. Of course it's informed, you know at first we used to quote other people's policies and now we quote our own policy and we lean on it a lot to guide us in whatever we say. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about um, before uh, you came here, what has been the agenda really before you came to COP? Um, so the COP agenda, it was one, we, it was very well known that this is an Africa's COP, right? But again, we had to really understand what that meant. Like, do you mean, I mean, it's not like it was the first time happening in Africa. So it was like, what exactly do you mean? But when they meant it's, it's Africa's COP, I think it's because we wanted to see um, African leaders being at the forefront of this year's negotiations. So we wanted them to be very clear about their implementation agenda. We wanted Africa to bring its agenda forward and say, these are the things we want on the agenda. And top of the list was loss and damage, right, and just transition. Um, and Africa, again, needs, is in a position where they need to implement uh, and make sure that the things that were tabled at last year's COP26 and gas law are actually still on the table this year and there's no backtracking. 
um, and, 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 and we had to find new forms of financing. So if we have this huge just transition and all these plans that we have as Africa, we then need to we have the finance for it. So at this year's COP, I think when we started off, the, 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 it was definitely negotiating loss and damage. It was basically climate financing. Um, how do we finance a just transition without getting into more debt? Right, um, finding new ways of, uh, of, of innovative ways of sourcing fi- f- financing instead of like your typical loans and grants. So I think this year it really prompted a lot of negotiators to think about how do we move from implementing. It's now all big talk, but how do we really implement? And we all know that money talks. And, and we had to make sure it's the right money. Hey, we had to make sure we source it right. So I think that has been the overall agenda at this year's COP. Let's talk about um, the youth participation. I mean, how do you gauge South African youth's participation on climate change issues? I think it's been a lot, um, and it's been. A, I think it's been great, especially at this year's COP. So it's my first time attending COP, and there has been other young people that came before me attending COP, and 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 and, and then. Bo- We'll count them, you know, we'll say, oh, it's this one and this one, it'll be two or three people, right? But this year we see we have young people from civil society, I saw some of my colleagues from grassroots organizations, and we also have young people that are, you know, part of the negotiators. We have Sisi Mazoba, who's a junior negotiator with the DFFE, and he's sitting right there with them. And we also have young people like myself who have, you know, our party overflow, our badges, we have young people that are coming in as observers, we have young people that are out there protesting right now so it's like where young people have to be at this year's COP that happened and um, I mean this year the Presidential Climate Commission took five um, delegates to COP you know Um, and and, and that's a big achievement and it's because they see the role of that young people can have um, at COP and you know for the longest time it has always been very tokenistic and it'll be like we have one young person there and, and that's how you define South Africa's climate, youth climate movement. And that wasn't fair, because there's so many of us that are involved in spaces of activism, in policy making, in civil society, the watchdogs that we really need in the movement. So I think this year there is a representation of that. Um, the young people that are here are the young people that I can come across um, in the streets of Joburg or Cape Town. So it, it, it looks familiar, it looks like home, it looks like South African youth. Lots of climate change talks really has been happening right at the top, right, in terms of what commitments government needs to make, what agreements the government needs to sign on. But are we seeing that conversation filtering through to say, here is the impact that climate change will make to you on your daily lives, to you in the future? Is that happening? Who's supposed to carry that message? That's very interesting because um, when I found out here, uh, that I was coming to COP, one thing I battled with was how I was going to report back. Because for one, as a youth leader, I know I have a following. I, have, I know I have young people that are interested in what I'm doing here. And I really, because you know, after COP27, the, the feedback we're going to get and the reports we're going to get are very high level, as you're saying. It's going to be what happened at the negotiation. And it's like, hmm, what was your experience to you as a young person at COP27? And it's been a conversation of how do I filter that through? And I think, um, for one, 
tomorrow it's um, it's it's cops theme. I think it's youth and generations, and we will be having a session as young people at Youth at Psych here at the pavilion, and we're going to be speaking about policy, social media, and storytelling, right? And the importance of that is because through storytelling, me telling my story right now to other young people is them seeing cop through my eye. Right, and storytelling has been very important in a lot of cases, especially in the climate space, because you see people coming here, Tali, and telling you, "Oh, I got involved in climate space because you know there was lack of water, lack of access to this in my community, and I became a climate activist." Um, so even after here, it will be the stories I write on my social media as a young person, what I'm able to capture through my eye as a young person, and saying, "This is what I learned at COP." And tomorrow's session that we host. Here. It highlights exactly that. It highlights how the SAY cap, if you have a look at it, and if anyone does, can you please just check it out? It's, and, and you will see uh, in the SAYcap.org that we have a, a, a section on intersectionality, and then we have a young person's story right after that. And this young person was writing down about intersectionality, so it, it, it shows how people's stories can become policies, right? And I think that's what we're going to do, and I think at, 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 a, at a very high level, that's what the South African government needs to do. It needs to, one, already they've made sure that there's young people here in grassroots organizations. So after, since because we had a national stakeholder meeting before coming here, we should have that after. So to say, okay, what were the outcomes of COP27? Are we happy or not? And even if we're not happy, how do we communicate that down to um, a lot of you know uh, people in our communities? Your listeners get to um, pick up from from uh, from this conversation of what's currently happening. But then there's other people because of the digital divide and access. This is probably going in a podcast or whatever, and a lot of people won't have access to it. So it's like, how does someone that's not on Twitter following me right now have access to what happened um, in in in, in, at COP and, and, and that's why we need to be having a lot of this I mean for one I thought there will be like a lot of conversations happening on our local radio stations calling in uh, people who are currently at COP at the SA Pavilion and saying hey guys what's currently happening there you know that's what you would expect like your big SAPCs which are like uh, you know that have access to so many people will we'll, 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 we'll catch on to that and actually report on what's currently happening at COP because Media is very important to what people see. So it's your traditional media and your, um, you know, social media and whatever. It's it's like how do you communicate the message to people? How do we raise awareness? And we need the help of media right now. If you go in your Twitter page, it's very important to see what's currently trending in South Africa and to see if people are actually um, speaking about this. So if sometimes we ask ourselves if our work matters, the reason we're here at COP for the next two weeks, you might ask yourself, does it matter if it's not? trending at home or if it's not conversations back at home. So I think the role of media is very important and it would have been very profound to have South African media houses here today. As you see like, you know, as you walk around the pavilion you see a lot of media houses but they're like, it's, you know, foreign media houses and, and some of the channels you can't even read their names. Um, and I so think we need that's to where you think that's where they, we need to capture the youth audience. Yeah, that's where we need to capture the youth audience. I mean, it's 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 very important. We need to know what radio stations young people are listening into. And if young people are on Twitter, then that's where you need to get them. And tomorrow's session, for example, as young people, I think our time was earlier. We had an earlier time slot, and we were like. Mm, young people are still at school, right? <laughs> We're like, nah, like, 
could put us later on after school, right? And I think it would have been a good name to actually name the our section after school, uh, because. It, you know, because it's we, we, we understood that. And I think that's the thing about young people. We get to an understanding of we've been excluded before, so we know how it is when you exclude others. So we always watchful of those things. I'm watchful right now as I'm having this discussion that will my mom be able to access this interview, you know? And it's like, yeah, so it's conversations like that that, that, that need to be at the forefront of every negotiator and every delegate that is here. How do I, you know, how do I communicate this message to someone that's not here? Yeah. Let's conclude. This experience of your participation, I mean, on a, on a personal level, what does it do as a young as a young activist like yourself? Um, I think it. Um, what's the word? I think it validates the work that I'm doing, um, and because you know, as an activist, you tire out, and of course, those are like taboo words to say where you're like an activist and sometimes when you're like, ugh, I'm tired and people make it seem as if you're not a dedicated comrade or, or, or you're selling out the revolution, you know? Um, I think it validates a lot of our work as young people that we are seen and we are heard and, um, and we are given this space. And I think I'd really like to take this opportunity and really thank the Presidential Climate Commission together with Youth at SIA and the DFFE because they have provided opportunities uh, for young people like myself. I mean, there's five other colleagues of mine that are funded by these three organizations that I here today, you know. And we didn't see that at last year's COP, at COP26. We didn't see that at COP25. So it means they do see the work that we're doing, right? And and, 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 and I, mean, I mean, I know this badge alone doesn't just validate the entire movement, but it then means that there's other young people after me that are going to come, this space for them. So right now we are holding up that space. We are creating a path where there was none. And sometimes it's difficult. I mean, just being here alone, I'm finding it difficult to navigate um, where do I go, which session is more important, you know, what do I do? Yeah, because there's just so much happening at once. And it's like, oh, actually, what are my interests? You know, let me try and find what I'm interested in and try and look for those. So it's creating a space. And I know the next time I come back here, I want to come back with a young person that has never been to COP and actually say, hey, walk with me and let me show you around. And I mean, we've seen also the, 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 you know, the officials from the PCC and the DFFE walk around with us and they're showing us the rope because I was speaking to Dr. Tuli yesterday from the Presidential Climate Commission and she said, you know, it's very important that we have young people here because of institutional memory, because we want you guys 10 years from now to say, this is what the PCC said on just transition in, 20, in COP26. Why are we moving away from that now? And I looked at her and I was like, wow. You know, uh, to see that we are here to uphold the work that is being done by you guys today, so that tomorrow we can even do a, a you know a greater job. You also keeping here are creating a path. I'm also creating a path. It's like you know what? Let's go on this journey together. And I'm very grateful for that. Everything is connected. Yeah. Let me thank you so much, Kaliwa, uh, for availing yourself to speak to us here in uh, Egypt, uh, Shamal Sheikh. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And thank you to the listeners. Yeah.